0: solutions broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studios it's the ramsey show where debt is dumb, cash is king and the paid off home mortgage has taken the place of the bmw as the status symbol of choice we help people build wealth do work that they love and create actual amazing relationships christina ellis ramsey personality number one best-selling author is my co-host today she and I will be answering your questions about your life and your money. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Rebecca's with us in Flint, Michigan. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
1: Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, sorry, I'm a little nervous.
0: <laughs> it's okay. You'll um, be all right. We've never lost a patient. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, I've been grooming for 12 years now and, uh, been doing mobile grooming, started my own business six years ago. During the pandemic in 2020, I shut down and was going through, um, a rough divorce and moved to be closer to my support system and my family. Um, when I reopened, I kept my old, some of my old clients, um, but it's time to let them go. My business is booming and I have people waiting to get in with me. Um, I just don't know how to let them go without um without disappointing them and without leaving myself open to um caving in. So I, I can see myself telling them, Hey, you guys have me till June after June you're going to have to find another groomer and them going, we'll pay you more money. We'll do whatever we can to keep you when it just needs to be a severed tie. So I'm calling Dave
2: to see if you can, if you have any tools or advice on how I tackle that. What's going on with the old clients? Why do they need to be severed?
0: Too far um, away. It's,
2: it's nothing, it's nothing to do with them. They're good clients. Um, they're an hour away.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So it, now I'm within 20 minutes of home. I have a kid in school um, so, once a week, I'm driving an hour. I'm grooming all of them. They're fantastic on keeping their appointments and that. It's just, it's the drive back and forth when yeah. I could be making the same amount of money, if not more, close to home.
0: Well, and you're also uh, losing all that time, which yes. is important. Yep. Even if you got paid for it, it's still not the way to live your life. It, exactly. So, I, that's I, why I don't want know, to leave myself open for money. Yeah. Here's the thing it's a very simple thing. You just say, It's too far a drive. After my divorce, I moved, and I'm way away, and I'm not able to do clients anymore that aren't within this uh, range. Oh, well, I want you to come anyway. I'm sorry. I just wish I could, but I can't. Well, I'll pay you double. I'm sorry. I just wish I could, but I can't. And it's just no is a complete sentence, Rebecca. I mean,
1: Yeah, it's getting that no. I've been grooming for them since I was in my early 20s. (laughs) Okay. So <laughs> it's hard.
0: I don't care. I mean, there's things you you outgrow things. Things change in life, and if their life revolves around their dog groomer, they need to grow a real life.
2: <laughs> well, Dave, should there be the option for them to drive to her?
0: If you want to do that, that's I, fine. Yeah. It, if you yeah, want to, pre- I thought about pre- that.
1: That can make, that that kind of puts a wrench in things because if they're late or don't show up, now mm. I'm sitting. I'm trying to find some place to groom from. The whole point of being mobile is uh, convenience for the client. I show up and groom your dog. Yeah.
0: so you don't want to do it. And you're trying you don't to people around it me. Yeah, it doesn't yep. make sense, you know. And so, you know, uh, we had a lady that cleaned our house, and her husband moved to Oklahoma, and she wanted to go with her husband, so she can't clean her house anymore because she's not going to come yeah. from Oklahoma to clean her house. <laughs> and you know, it was she's a sweet lady. She's been with us for years. We love her. She's like a family member in a sense, but she's not a family member. And um, anybody with common sense knows that you're not going to come from Oklahoma to Nashville to clean a house. It doesn't make sense. So, and th- that's the same discussion. It's just you know you're gonna ha- you're gonna have one or two that are unreasonable emotional people, but that's just because they're unreasonable emotional people, and you're just gonna have to say I can't do it. Now I'm assuming you have enough. Li- you said your business is booming. You got enough li- business lined up. You don't need them.
1: Oh, no, I, going out there is, is literally, I don't want to disappoint them. It's, it's literally, it's you don't know how to say no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah,
0: just so, I mean, you just, I'm so sorry. I just can't. You know, the other thing you could do is, do you have a, a, a former competitor in that area that you could recommend with good conscience? I
1: don't. That that would make it easier to say, here's somebody to go to.
0: Mm-hmm. I, there's
2: not a whole lot of groomers. It's, out, it's a very rural area yeah. out there. Yeah, okay. Well, I can relate to your concerns as somebody who, you know, Enneagram three doesn't like to make people unhappy. You know, those conversations <laughs> can be kind of nerve wracking. But if it helps, you may want to even like write out a script before you go into the call where it's like, you know, here are my boundaries. Here's what I'm going to say. So that once you get in it, you know, no matter what they say, even if they're like, oh, man, and start making you feel bad, you've really thought through kind of the boundaries and what you want to say. And
0: the big thing you got to think okay. about is this. When I get off the phone, there's only one result. It's over. Okay. Okay. Breaking up is hard to do, but it's over. <laughs> it's over. It's over. We're not, there's no negotiation. There's no. You're not attempting to get anything else out of this. You're simply notifying them that after June, little Fluffy's going to have to get his hair cut by somebody else. Pretty simple. And they'll be okay. They're going to be all right. They'll be all right. I mean, we... Rufus, the shih tzu at Ramsey Place, gets a mobile groomer that comes in and cuts his shih tzu hair off, which definitely needs to happen. And, um, you know, I don't don't we we don't have like this in-depth familial relationship with the dog groomer. It's OK. I it's mean, okay. they cut the dog's hair. That's what they do. It's OK. Dave, uh, dog- don't make this bigger and bigger than it is. <laughs> it's just, you know, just no, I can't cut their hair anymore. Just like that.
2: Yeah. Even if you run into intense dog dads, which apparently is a thing now well just, i mean
0: just I, I don't there aren't the only dog dads are other dogs so i don't that, know there's some people in this people building people who would argue make little you. dogs other dogs make little dogs so we need to keep this in mind but yeah it's, it's a little bit out of control i'm kind of with deloney on this one all right joseph is with us in uh, austin texas hi joseph welcome to the ramsey show
4: how you doing, Mr. Ramsey? I really appreciate your call. Me and uh, my cousin Calvin have been listening to you for a, a long time, so
0: it's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, sir. How can we help?
4: Okay, so I'm 19 years old. I'm in the Army. Um, I'm in college. I'm about to get out in uh, uh, two years and some change. Um, my plan is to, my ultimate goal is to buy a house. When I get out of the Army, I'm going to go back home to New Jersey, New York City area, and I get, Basic housing allowance, which is 3500 bucks for four years. I have about $25,000 saved up, and my plan is to, uh, or, you know, go. During that four years, you're
0: getting five. the 3500 stipend because you're going to be getting your education, correct?
4: Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. I, I, every month. Yeah. Good three.
0: for you. Hey, thanks for your service. It sounds like a good plan. No, I would not buy a house. While you're going through school, just be a college student, a 21 year old college student government's giving you housing allowance you got some money to cover rent and just go to school just go to school don't get in the house business go to get in the college graduation business focus on one thing because after you get out of college it's highly unlikely you're going to be in that area so let's make a decision to just rent right now
5: Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry, but I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries dot org slash budget. That's chministries dot org slash budget.
0: Christina Ellis, Ramsey, personality number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. The countdown to Christmas is on, and you have less than two days left to get free shipping and to get your gifts in time for Christmas. Go to RamseySolutions.com. Check out our new Ramsey apparel. We've got tees, hoodies, sweatshirts, all with your favorite Ramsey one-liners like Live Like No One Else or Cash is King or Better Than I Deserve. And also check out Questions for Humans Conversation Cards. Uh... We have sold out of the Christmas version. We've sold out of the New Year's version. But we have the brand-new regular second edition there is available, which will work just fine for your holiday get-together. And the Ramsey Gold Planner is out there, and the Rachel Cruz Red Wallet is out there. Uh, You have until December 8th, just a couple of days to get free shipping and have your gifts in time for Christmas. RamseySolutions.com. Head on over there today. So NPR, um, somebody sent me the link today. I guess it was our producer, James Sennett. Uh, NPR, Stacey Smith, a writer for NPR, has a full article about a young lady uh, paying off $18,000 worth of credit card debt, not making a lot of money as a journalism living in Brooklyn. And uh, she did this new craze that is sweeping the nation. Apparently, Gen Z has... Uh, has a brand new fad out called um, cash stuffing. It's a TikTok craze. Living on cash, on the envelope system. It's what? called cash stuffing.
2: Such a new concept.
0: Oh, it's brand new. Just came out. <laughs> the TikTok guys just figured it out, and so um, it's fun. Though I'm glad that I'm glad she did it. So she learned how to do the envelope system. We. I, I heard about the envelope system uh, 36 years ago the first time from a guy named Larry Burkett, and it, and I have a collection of antique envelope systems from the 30s, the 20s, the 40s, and the 50s. It was quite the wow. thing. There was little envelope systems like Rachel Cruz's wallet, had the red wallet that we have in the store right now, all the colors, but the brand-new red one also. It has pockets in it that you label with... Uh, categories in your budget and some things in your budget from the very first day I started teaching this Larry Burkett stole it from your grandmother I stole it from Larry Burkett and your grandmother uh, we've been teaching people to do um, the envelope system which now is called cash stuffing if you're a cool Gen Z tic-tacker. so um, that's how that works and, and so here's how cash stuffing now that I know what you call it uh, here's how the envelope system that we've taught for 40 years works it's pretty simple you have some categories in your budget and they should be mostly if not all categories of things you spend when you are not paying bills you're away from your desk you're away from your home so a grocery store could be car gas could be entertainment budget it could be a restaurant budget and i do recommend when you first start your budget separate restaurants and groceries because uh it'll make you realize what you're spending on restaurants uh and and so what we taught people to do and we still teach people to do this i just didn't know it was cool again um i mean if you keep your clothes long enough they come back just ask james i mean it's um come back from the 90s right so um but the uh uh So the idea is I'm going to spend X number of dollars for this pay period on groceries. I'll make up a number, 500 bucks, 400 bucks, whatever the number is. You actually get that much cash out of your paycheck and put the actual real dollars into the envelope marked groceries or in the Rachel Cruz envelope system that and you label it groceries and then you don't buy any groceries except out of that envelope and you don't buy anything out of that envelope except groceries it makes you keep your categories clean and true and oh by the way when you uh, are out of money in that category stop buying and so this young lady goes to the grocery store in this article with 46 dollars in the grocery store, $46 huh. cash for the week. I apparently for the month. I no, 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 it's for the week. Okay, and I believe I, I, like, I have to go back and reread the article. Budget. But that's I mean, but she's like, I have to stay away from the fancy olive oil aisle because I really you're you're in for that stuff and I, I'm not gonna get it. And um, uh, and she's buying day old bread and gets a whole thing, a loaf of bread, and she's like, okay, that's 20 slices, that means I get 10 peanut butter and jellies out of that, and so you know. And she's going down $2.36, $0.80, $6.38. And as she's walking through, she knows she can't go over $46 because that's what's in her food envelope.
2: Well, and it feels different when you're spending cold, hard cash. Like when you actually are handing over something in that transaction that you don't get back, there's an emotional attachment to it.
0: It Well, the the studies have shown, uh, and, and one of the best studies, uh, it was done at MIT, and they were studying the the brain wave, and when you brainwave activity, and when you spend with real cash, it activates the pain centers of the brain. When you spend with plastic, nothing, no brain. But um, yeah. But anyway, no. I mean, it's just dead. There's no, but you're it, so. You're, in other words, you have an ouchie moment. When you spend cash, because you have a, a realization, and you're right, Rachel Cruz pointed out years ago, and I had never thought of it, but she and I were doing an event together, and she pointed out, when you hand, you know, you think about when you were a kid, if you wanted to trade one of your toys to another kid for their toy. So, there's a trade. There's a transaction. You give them yours. that You don't get it back. Mm-hmm. They give you theirs. And so, that's what happens with cash. We hand over president faces and we leave with a loaf of bread so there's a there's a transaction there's a handy you give up something and you leave with something visually that doesn't happen when you spend with plastic you give them the plastic they hand you the plastic back and the loaf of bread there's no transaction visually to your point earlier and there's that sounds so uh primitive. But it activates those parts of the brain, and you have to understand personal finance is eighty percent behavior. It's only twenty percent head knowledge. So when you put systems in place that help you manage your behavior, you are you 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 are it's a life hack. You're you're cutting you're cutting a corner and making it work.
2: Well, and that's part of you know when people say I can keep credit cards and I pay them off every month. they're I mean, I'm not going to argue with the people who say that they can do that, but. Do you spend more when you do that? Do you not have that pain center go off? Like, if you were actually spending cash, would you be a little bit more hesitant to buy that extra shirt, to buy that extra purchase that you maybe don't need?
0: Uh, well, studies prove that you spend 12 to 18% more using plastic than using cash. I mean, we've got tons of research on this. This is not a, a new phenomenon. And in, in the digital world, we call it friction. The, the easier it is without realizing you spent money, without too many steps... Then boom, you know, you hit the PayPal. Cling boom.
2: Oh, Amazon. Yeah. You hit no. you,
0: you, you click on your, your card is already on file and you just click buy. And there's no I mean no recognition that money's actually spent. The weird thing is is the studies also show that when you use a debit card versus a credit card, that there's more physical physiological reaction, recognition of I better have the money in that account. Otherwise, I just bounced a check when I use my debit card. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, I've just gone into overdraft. And there's a physical, a physiological recognition of that in your body and in your brain versus when you lay the plastic down, you're just like, eh, we'll figure it out later.
2: Hmm. I think now too, it's like the temptation keeps getting even higher because we've got we've got Venmo where you can just transfer money so easy. You know, a friend's gonna be like, I'll pick up dinner and you can just send the money. We've got Amazon where it's one click ordering. It's like everything. It's getting so easy to spend. So it's like even even if you're using a debit card, I think it's getting more and more important to create boundaries around your spending so that you feel it. So that. You know, even if it's an easy transaction, there's a little bit of pain or a little bit of boundaries to keep you in line.
0: Here's the other side of the equation. Retired school teacher, retired Methodist pastor, 3.7 million net worth December of 2021. We're debt-free multimillionaires drowning in a cosmic ocean of grace. Giving is the most fun we can have, not involving fat sugar or chocolate.
5: I feel like we're he speaking goes. To we're,
0: child, we're childless, but we have sixteen kids that we support. So we have sixteen children. Mm. Very cool. See, that's that's what happens when you stuff cash. <laughs> Are you sick of? Alice Ramsey personality number one best-selling author is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage Jim and Ashley are with us hey guys how are you good how are you guys better than we deserve where do you guys live
5: we live in Clarksville Tennessee
0: oh just up the road Cool. well welcome to Nashville good to have you thank you and how much debt have you guys paid off
5: six hundred and twenty five thousand dollars oh wow
0: how long did that take
5: 30 months
0: okay there's
3: a story here. Amazing. What's your uh, range of income during that two and a half years? We started around forty-five thousand and ended at sixty-seven plus a side hustle, or excuse me, sixty thousand plus a seven thousand dollars side hustle. Gotcha. What do y'all do for a living?
5: I am an office manager at Crow Estate Planning and Probate.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm a stay-at-home dad. Cool. Good for you. Okay. How do you get rid of six hundred thousand dollars on forty-five thousand dollars income? That doesn't work you must have sold the house
5: we sold our rental in california
0: ah okay all right and, and what did it sell for
5: it sold for 810 and okay. we used uh, some of that money to pay off our house in in clarksville tennessee
0: that's fun yeah what's the house in clarksville worth
5: um i think it's about 325
0: okay very good very cool good for you guys okay so you paid you paid that off and do you have any other debt nope that was it you're just now officially weird people no mortgages
3: paid for house and everything (laughs) we we did have um we also paid off 55,000 um in the combined total of um student loans credit cards a car and uh we had a turf payment oh you did have other debt okay we did all right
0: cool all right cool so we knocked all of that out and the mortgage
3: with the sale of the rental correct that's simple and it took 30 months to sell it uh, we started for the first fifty-five thousand. That was about the first year and a half, um, and the last little bit was just kind of getting the house sold and um, and just kind of letting the money go to pay off that house. So you kind of didn't want to sell the rental at first. <laughs> no, we thought renting was gonna you know renting was gonna be fun and um, it's you know passive income um, and it honestly it kind of turned out to be a nightmare.
0: Yeah, I bet. so
3: um i I mean you managed
0: to do it right in the middle of COVID too yeah
3: yeah that kind of um you know we always thought maybe we'd go back to california that's where we're originally from uh we moved out here shortly after we got married and we're like you know maybe we'll go back maybe we won't and then we kind of looked at each other and said are we really going to go back so what got you started on the ramsey way well in about 2020 um i started with the podcast And, um, about a month or so in, I had, uh, sent a text message to a mentor that I had and I said, Hey, I'm listening to the Dames Ramsey show. What do you think about this guy? You know, I'm interested to hear your piece. And he said, you know, Dave's a great guy. Keep listening. And so that kind of got me hooked. I bought the total money makeover shortly after. And like I said, the rest is history.
0: Wow. Very cool. Just like that.
3: So Ashley, uh, he's got
0: the podcast going. Is he giving you a hard time?
5: Um, he's. We've talked about reading me reading the book, and um, he pretty much just every day. I'd come home and he'd talk about the plan and the baby steps, and then you know we would talk about knocking each one of them out. And then he oh, he listens to the podcast every day, and so um, when we're in the car, we listen to it or we watch it on YouTube. So
0: there's no fun anymore. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's really cool though to see everybody. You know come from different walks of life and really
2: stick with the plan and be able to pay everything off. Yeah, It's awesome. So you, so you sold the house. What else did y'all do in this journey? Cause you mentioned the side hustle, a seven K side hustle. What was that? So we clean my offices that I work for, um, in Clarksville and in Hopkinsville. Okay. That's there awesome. You. So what would you say is the key? Cause there's a lot of people who are looking at that number thinking, Whoa, that that's impressive. What's the key to getting out of debt?
3: Um, you know, Stephen Covey has a really good uh, quote that says, uh, "Begin with the end in mind." And our definitely end goal was to be stress-free, to really, you know, like I said, live like no one else, so that you know we could live like no one else. Um, and I think that was our biggest goal. We wanted to change our family tree. We didn't want to be like everybody else, um, you know, because normal sucks. Amen. Good for you
0: guys. Well done. Hey, we're proud of you. Who are your biggest cheerleaders? each
5: other and uh our families we have jim's mom here from california to celebrate with us today as well
0: very fun awesome good stuff we got the live and give bundle for you that's the uh total money makeover book the baby steps millionaires book that's the next chapter in your story and a one-year membership to financial peace university the brand new version that has george and rachel and deloney and me and everybody's in it so be sure and uh watch that through if you haven't or give it all away or whatever you want to do it's for you it's the live and give bundle so very very proud of you all right what's your uh your child's name and age let's get him get him in the shot here
5: his name is james and he will be two in january
0: all right so james came uh just about well right in the middle of all this yes yeah 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 that's part of the deal huh Good job. All right. Fun stuff. I love it. All right. Jim and Ashley and James, Clarksville, Tennessee, $625,000 paid off in 30 months, making 45267 sixty-seven. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt-free! debt-free! Yeah! <laughs> that is how it's done. I love it. Wendy is with us in Omaha, Nebraska. Hi, Wendy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
6: Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate that. Sure. Um, (laughs) So um, the reason why I'm calling is I wanted to know if um, my ideas of moving to Japan to be close to my grandma is a good financially good idea. I'm a school teacher for the past 20 years, and I raised all my three kids as a single mom. So I don't really have much of a retirement other than the 4-3-B that I received from the school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I do own a house. I mean, I think I still owe about $98,000, but it's worth about 275000
0: Good. How old are you? Um, 49. Cool. So you want to go to Japan and do what?
6: Um, be maybe um, administrator. I do have a two master's degree, so I'm hoping to get into a international school or something and get into administration.
0: You'd be near your grandmother, you'd be making a lot of money. A lot more than you make well, now, I'm right? Ho-
6: right. I'm hoping to no I
0: would uh, I wouldn't go if you don't because it's very high cost of living.
6: Right.
0: And so I, I mean I I, I I talked to a guy yesterday as a matter of fact that was in the IT world and he moved his family, and they lived in Japan for three years, and the co- the company he worked for furnished all housing, and they doubled his income. And so they looked at right. it as a short-term adventure, and he piled up a huge pile of cash in a short period of time. But if you're going to go over there and make the same amount of money and the cost of living be twice as much as it is where you are, no thank you. I don't want to do that. Okay. Okay. What, do you, any- what do you make now? Um,
6: I make a 70 70- you should I'm make a hundred and a half
0: with, an, with a master's in administrative.
6: <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried for the administrative positions yet. So. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, I, but no, I wouldn't go over there and make the same. You're going to go backward if you do. Mm-hmm, what about your okay. kids? You're going to leave them behind, right? Right. Well, they're
6: older. You know, the older they don't count anymore. Married. Yeah. <laughs> well, youngest one is still with me, but. But then, like, I'm also concerned about my house. I do have four bedroom home. I right, would just sell it.
0: How long are you going to be in Japan?
6: Um, well, my grandma's 92, so I just didn't want her to be alone. There, How long are so... you going to
0: be in Japan?
6: <laughs> Maybe five years. Sell
0: your house. Okay. Buy another one when you come home. You don't want to manage a rental property or an empty house. Internationally, you'll take all the fun out of this experience.
6: Mm-hmm. So, what do I do with the money that I get from the house?
0: Put, put it in an investment to buy a house with when you get back. All of them. All of them. All the money.
6: Mm-hmm. Like all of the. Uh, well, I'm thinking like hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I probably yeah. Just
0: put it in some good mutual funds, and so it'll be there when you get home, and it will have grown, and you'll be able to buy another house. And you're going to make a whole bunch of money. So you're going to add to that investment while you're going to Japan, or you don't go. That's what I would do.
2: Well, and with this couple that just paid off, you know, their debt, they, they didn't want to stay in the rental business and managing that while in Japan would no. be
0: woo, No, no, not no, a- no, 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 no. So much wrong with this. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey guys, thank you for joining us. Christina Ellis Ramsey, personality number one bestselling author, is my co-host today. If you like this show and you want to help us out, we would appreciate the help. We do need the help. We need you to do three things regarding the show. Number one, if you watch the show on YouTube, subscribe. If you listen on a podcast, subscribe, versus just dialing in and checking it out. The subscriptions change the algorithms on the internet and on the different platforms, And uh, it serves it up to more and more people to be recommended if you're subscribing. So thank you for that. Leaving a review does the same thing. Five-star reviews only, please. Thank you very much. And share the show. If you're listening on talk radio, tell your friends uh, about your local radio station to tune in. And, of course, you've got share functions on Spotify or Apple or YouTube that you can actually send the link and uh, click a share button, whatever, however that particular platform works. But, but, But help us spread the word. It turns out all of our internal data indicates by far our best promotional thing to help us get the word out of this information is you telling someone about it. You are a big deal. Thank you. We appreciate you. Jared is in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Hi, Jared. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave and Christina.
4: I hope you guys are having a good day today. We
0: are. How can we help?
4: Um, yeah. So my question kind of in a whole package deal today is, um, my grandparents had their retirement funds in a, um, annuity that matured after 10 years. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, about around last year, I looked into what the retirement plan was and it looked like that their retirement was basically getting zero interest per year on that annuity, but they were still, still taking out, um, their their fees and their expenses that the service that they had it in and so I decided that um, I was going to manage their funds for them and I decided to pull that um, retirement out and roll it over into a traditional IRA um, but doing that it, it was a 5% penalty because it was only 5 years into the annuity and it was supposed oh, to be oh you made that up in one years.
0: year that was brilliant yes Yeah. if they were making zero so, and you moved them into mutual funds making 10 or 12 they made 10 or 12 the first year. They lost five, so they only netted seven. After that, they make 10 or 12. So absolutely, I would have done that.
4: The only thing is it was around last year, and now the market crashed. Oh, and... the market
0: didn't crash. The market went down, and it hadn't come back up. But, I mean, overall, over the scope of their lives, unless they die this year, this is a brilliant move. But, no, I mean, you, you okay. know the market can come up and down, but the average of the market is has been 11.8% since it started. Mm-hmm. And so, let, let, you know, let's say you cost them five and you made them 11, then you made them a net of six. Now, this year, you may or may not do that. Um, probably not in 2022, but 2023, you'll be fine. And 24, they're, you know, you're going to be just fine. I mean, some years you could make 17%, right? I mean, it's it's an average.
4: Yeah, I guess I was just nervous because, you know, I transferred it all over. They they dropped, I mean, there's probably 100K in it and then, you know, five five grand off the top just came off of that well and then, and then they then lost another 12 20 percent
0: Now, then they lost another 12 yeah. or 13 yeah yeah but yeah. but it's not you know you didn't lose it until you cash it in right no one gets hurt on a roller coaster except those that jump off during the ride yeah you did the right thing jared okay it's exactly what i would cool. have done
4: all right perfect that's all i want to hear okay. thank you
0: yeah that's thank hard so much. yeah thank you so the important thing to remember it folks is this you cannot take a single snapshot when the market's down and use that to make your judgments about your long-term investments that's a moment in time you can't take a single snapshot when the market's way up and go well i made 23 percent on my money last year which i've had years i made more than that you know well but but that's not the norm i mean you can't count on 23 percent no but you can count on the averages
2: Well, and Jared, I didn't ask his age, but he sounds young. And if he's Gen Z millennial, this may be his first time seeing the market go down significantly. So it is kind of scary if you've, you know, gone through this season with COVID where it's been lots of highs and a lot of people have been winning in the market. And then all of a sudden it goes down. It's easy to go, oh, my gosh, I've never seen this before. But somebody like Dave, you've talked about how you've seen the roller coaster throughout the years
0: somebody are you saying I'm old you (laughs) saying I'm old somebody old like Dave yeah but I mean seriously that's it pan back from the moment and get not only a little bit of the future in your peripheral vision but a whole bunch of the past in your peripheral vision and you see the trend across something more than one month or one year because if you take a one month or one year trend in any investment and use that to make your decisions you're going to make a bad decision
2: now I wonder, too if some of that anxiety he was feeling was the fact that it's his grandparents, you know, money and they're they're probably needing that money right now. What would you say to that concern of you know if it was Jared's money specifically, it'd be a lot easier to go okay, I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to retire for forty Listen, years. Here's the
0: thing: if you left it where it was, it was, it was sucking, for sure. It was going to go. It was going to you know, it's him money every year sitting where it is. He did the right thing. His anxiety is is that he just wanted to make sure. Did the right thing
2: for sure. But for retirees right now who are feeling really nervous about the market, what would you say to them?
0: You don't need the money. Mm. When you retire with a million dollars, you don't cash a million dollars out and set it at the kitchen table. You leave the million dollars in the investment. You live off the income. And so, if this year you didn't, the investment didn't go up, and so by taking some money, okay, let's take, let's take, do this. Let's take the hundred thousand. Okay, uh, market's down fifteen percent. All right. And you, were, you wanted to live on 10% of your investments. So if you had $100,000, you wanted to live on $10,000. Okay, so you pull out $10,000, you got 90, and it loses 15%. So you're down 25%. Okay? hmm Now, the next year, it comes up 10%, 15%. Comes right back up, and you still pull off $10,000. If you keep doing that math every year, up and down, up and down, up and down, and it averages 10 or 11%, and you're pulling off 10%, you will get to even. You'll get back to the 100, and it, the 100 will just sit there over time. Some years it'll be 110. Some years it'll be 90, and it'll be back and forth, right? But you're pulling off 10 the whole time, and it's just going gonna, gonna to vacillate back and forth. So you're going to be just fine. A- and so that that's the thing. It goes down, but it's not down permanently, so it'll keep coming up and they can live off the income. So the point is, you never, in any of this case, took out the hundred. All you took out was the amount you need to live on. And, and then it went down a little. And then it, when it comes back, it, has, it needs to come back the amount you took out plus how much it lost before you're back to your hundred. And it will over time. It will over time. I mean, if it didn't, it'll be the first time in history. Brandon is with us. Brandon is in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Hi, Brandon. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Go fast. I'm short on time.
7: I got you, Dave. Well, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, Basically, my question is, is when I was in college, racked up a bunch of student debt. We're halfway through it. Um, And during college, my mom promised to help me take care of the parent plus loans that she took out. Um, and, you know, as the holidays come up, it's, you know, really started to weigh down on me and wanted to know what your thoughts are on that. And, or if, if it's a conversation to rebring up, uh, what would that look like? Because, uh, we're halfway and it's just been a, been a really long journey. All
0: right. I'm confused. Your mom has a parent plus loan.
7: Yes. For my parent, school. So yeah, parent
0: plus loans are in her name and she mm-hmm. took that loan out and she said she was going to pay it
7: she was going to help me pay it pretty much match what I pay or 50 50 split. And, and now you know, she doesn't want I'm, to, or she just, it's just something that's gotten swept under the rug and she hasn't taken responsibility to help me or pay it.
0: Well, I think we talked about it. it. You took this loan out. It's in your name. I can just leave it at your doorstep. Mm-hmm. Your mom. It's not in your name, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything you do to, to help her pay her loan It is because you made an agreement, and you should honor that agreement, but you're not legally liable in any way for this loan. It's a Parent PLUS loan. It's in her name. And so I think we give her a little wake-up call, my point. Mom, you have a loan.
2: Yeah, she needs to be feeling some of that heaviness too.
0: Yeah, you have a loan. We promised each other that we would work that loan off together. I'm not going to knock that loan off by myself because you have a loan. And I think some, some version of that with more kindness than I have in my voice right now is how your holiday discussion sounds. This is The Ramsey Show.
2: Have you been inspired to make a change with your money? Want to know where to start? Take our three minute money quiz to get a plan you can follow. Go to RamseySolutions.com and search for Get Started to get a plan for your money.